So yeah, this is our lobby right here with our beautiful art hanging. I don't think we really knew anything about tithing. But we didn't know what God wanted when it came to an offering. We decided to start a new business. He was always very performance-driven. And it was all about numbers. It was just it was fear. I was just holding on to everything. And, um, you know, the numbers were never good enough. We were not allowing God to do his part. God had to reel us back in. And he said, hey, I blessed you with this business. And you're not going in the direction that I want you to go. Larry and I just agreed that it was time for us to trust God. And we made the decision to start tithing. We were able to see what God really has in store and how he wants to take the reins and allow um, you know, us to be used for other people's blessing as well. So when you're giving, it puts you, it puts you in a, a state of mind where you're more sensitive to the spirit. And when you're sensitive to the spirit, you hear the, the calling. You know, so much of the rest of our life is surrendered and we say that we're, we're following everything that Jesus has for us, but we're still holding on to the financial aspect. Really, that's where I felt like we were released from when we did truly surrender the financial part of it. God has really allowed us to reprioritize our life in that regard. Um, our heart is so changed by the people that we do get to impact even more. Being obedient is just so rewarding because he likes to show up in miraculous ways when we give him that opportunity. I would encourage someone who may be fearful or um, worried about tithing just to step out and step out and trust God that he will bestow upon your life just with supernatural peace and joy and love and the impact that you can have upon someone else's life and yours. Isn't that powerful? Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Powerful testimony. I want to welcome our campuses that are joining us. So excited to have you guys. Always want to join those that are joining us online as well to the third and final week of our series entitled In God We Trust. Come on, let's just welcome them one more time. Excited to have you guys. We are finishing up a stewardship series every year uh, during this time of the year. Uh, I do a stewardship series. Uh, Church of the King started 21 years ago. You can go all the way back. Uh, every year, usually the last week or so in October, uh, first week or two uh, in November, two or three weeks, I do a stewardship series. And the reason why is because of this. And I'll tell you why. We use the word trust a lot as Christians. Matter, matter of fact, as pastors, we encourage people, you need to trust the Lord. You need to, you know, the word trust in the Bible, actually, it's the word pistas, faith. We, we need to faith the Lord. We need to trust the Lord. And we talk about trusting God. Matter of fact, I give decision times where I'll tell people, it's, it's time to put your faith in Jesus as your Savior. We have people raise their hand and, 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 and we'll trust the Lord. Listen, we'll trust the Lord with our eternal future. 
We'll trust the Lord with our relationships, with our family. But as you saw in that t- video testimony, there's often this one area in our lives that we struggle trusting God with. That's our finances. And let me tell you why. Jesus told us why. Matter of fact, in the book of Matthew, here's why he said. He said there's not three, not four, not five, not six, not 10, not a million different gods. There's actually only two gods. Number one, there's Jehovah God. Jesus said this. Or number two, there is money is your God. And by the way, I want to go on record and say this as well. Money is a wonderful tool, but it's a lousy God. And God gives us resources and puts it in our lives so that we can what? You learned about it last week. So that you can be a blesser and a giver. So that you can have resources to meet your own needs. But when money, listen, when money creeps its way and becomes the Lord of your life rather than a tool to use, I'm telling you, it's out of proportion. We've got to trust God. Now, I want to finish up our series. And by the way, I'm really excited about next week kicking off a new series, How to Win Over Worry. How many of y'all want to learn how to win over worry? Man, I know all of us do. Very excited about that going into the holidays. So I'm finishing up our series today. In Scripture, uh, we, we, we read a lot about figures, different men and women, and whether it's Esther and how... We, we get that concept that she was born for such a time as this, as a woman of destiny. We, we, we read different biographical accounts of men and women of God in Scripture, and, and there's different things that they contribute to their generation, of course, the generations to come, like us. And one of the people that I want to look at just for a moment is a man in the Old Testament, and if you're a new Christian or you're just checking out Christianity, Bible's divided in the Old and New Testament. Very powerful. There's a man in the Old Testament. His name is Solomon. Now, interesting fact. He's one of the first original financial geniuses. He really is. As a matter of fact, he taught us different principles in the book of Proverbs and Ecclesiastes that he wrote. He, he, he taught us how to, how to save systematically. It's actually in the Bible. Number two, he talked about how that we should live in our means He also talked about the power of investment. By the way, I want to encourage you. We do at the church what's called Financial Peace University. Dave Ramsey, a great national teacher, Christian man uh, who teaches. I think it's a 10-week course. And Dave talks about in the scripture, using some of the book of Proverbs, how the Bible talks about the power of investment. Wise, strategic investment. So Solomon taught us about how to save systematically, how to live within our means, how to invest. But he also taught us about the value of hard work. But there's another principle. As a matter of fact, there's another principle I want to talk to you about today. It is a principle that that he introduced over and over and over in the language in which he wrote. And I'm telling you, it is so powerful. And I want to say this to all those that are joining us online, all those at our physical locations. This principle is so powerful. Matter of fact, it's revolutionary. And I mean that. He talked about the principle of the first. He talked about what happens when when you and I grab this principle in our lives. And the principle of the first begins to govern our, watch this, our thought process, our belief system, our speech principle of the first. He introduces the thought in Proverbs chapter three, verse nine. I love this. Here's what he says. He says, honor the Lord with your possessions and with, uh, what's that next word? Come on, say it out loud. What is it? It is the first fruits of all of your increase. So your barns will be filled with plenty 
and your vats will overflow with new wine. Now, we've got to understand the backdrop of the Bible. The Bible, by and large, was written with an agrarian mindset. So they understood. You know, Jesus would talk about the seed and the sower. Why? They understood that. He took the contemporary things at that time, seeds and sowers, and, but there was an agricultural world. If the Bible was written today, maybe it would talk about iPhones and technology. I don't know, but I know this. The Bible was written and everybody got it. They understood the agricultural metaphors and, and, and they understood the concept of, of, of what it means to have seed and what it means to put it in the ground and what it means for a farmer, watch this, to harvest the seed. And Solomon said this, honor the Lord with your possessions, with the first fruits, not the leftovers, but with the first fruits. Now, the word first, he introduces this thought. I'm going to give you a definition of the word first. I think it's important. The first means to be head of, the original, to be before all in preference to something else, the beginning and the foremost. You know, the principle of the first is found throughout the word of God. And the reason why, matter of fact, if you look in the book of Genesis and you open up the book of Genesis, in the beginning, God. Why? Because God is the first. God's the creator. By the way, he is the creator of the heavens and the earth. No one existed before him and no one existed after him. And what happens is when you begin to understand that God is the creator and you begin to understand that God is the first and you begin to understand his requirements of putting him first, things begin to align in our thinking. How can the creator be number two in our lives? I'm asking you, that. how can the creator be number three in our lives? Well, I've tried everything else. Might as well tell God, wait, time out. Wait, 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 time out, time out. He is the creator. He is the first question. My question to all of you is, is he the first in your life? Matthew chapter six, verse 33. It's all over the Bible. The principle of the first. The scripture says, but seek ye what? Say it first. Man, that wasn't loud enough. Come on, guys. We got to say this one more time. Seek ye what? Say it not after I tried everything else, I went to every casino, it didn't work, let me try Jesus. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. In every area of our lives, put God first. In our relationships, in our thought, the first part of the day, the first part of the week, the Christians are gathering in the New Testament church. That's why I talk about the first thing that you think about in the morning, the first thing that you do in the beginning of the week, the first part of our day, the first part of our morning, the first part of the resources that God entrusts to us. We put God first. You guys ever hear the concept about priorities, plural, priorities? There's a lot of difference between priorities, plural, than priority, singular. Question, who is the priority and your life. And let me just tell you this. Let me just tell you this. Jesus said it. It's either God or money. And it's independent of how much money you have. There's a story about a guy who was a lover of money. And I mean, he was just into money. Remember what I said? Money's a lousy God, but a wonderful tool. This guy was into money. I mean, he was just greedy. He was stingy. He wasn't generous to his family, to everybody. And he was about to die. And he made his wife come to the hospital bed and said, honey, I want you to make a promise to me. And here's the promise. When I go in that coffin, I want you to take all of my money and I, and, I, and I want you to put it in the coffin with me. And she was a good Christian woman and she, she didn't want to lie. She goes, honey, I want you to promise that you can do that. She goes, all right, I'll, I'll do it. I'll, I'll, I'll promise you that I'll do that. Of course, he died. The funeral happened and they were about to 
the, the caretaker and the whole group, they're about to just lower that, 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 the top of that coffin down. And she stopped. She says, wait, time out. And she, and she came and she, she, she had a, a box. And with that box, she, she got close to the coffin. Now she had shared, she'd shared her promise with some of her friends. And she walked over to her. She walked over to her husband's body and she gave him a kiss on the cheek and took that shoe box and, and put it on him and they lowered it. She walked back and her girlfriend said, did, did you really do that? Did you really put all of this money in that coffin? Have you lost your mind? She goes, I made a promise I would, but don't worry. She goes, what are you talking about? She goes, I just wrote a check. That's a smart woman. Come on, guys. It's a smart woman. It's a smart, smart, smart woman. God will fix you if you're stingy. I'm telling you, he will. All right. Here's what I want to do. I want to turn to the scripture, and I want to show you guys the blessing of placing God first. Again, if you, if you miss everything that I say today, which I don't know why you would, but if you do, don't miss this principle. God is the creator and he must be, everybody say it, first. How can the creator be second? Let me give you three firsts in the Bible. Number one, I want everybody to stay with me. I'm gonna do some some, some theology, some, some, do some Old Testament, New Testament. This is very interesting. Stay with me. Number one, three firsts in the Bible. The first born is God's. Now, you've got to understand the Old Testament. In the Old Testament, they had what's called a sacrificial system. Now, with that backdrop, I want to read this. The first born is God's. Exodus chapter 13, verse 12. Watch this that you shall set apart to the Lord all that open the womb. Hmm, okay, so I'm making a decision to set apart. That is every firstborn, everyone say firstborn. We're talking about three firsts. Firstborn that comes from an animal which you have. The males shall be the Lord's, but every firstborn of a donkey you shall redeem with a lamb. Now, remember this, God is an eternal God. And, and you'll see principles in the Old Testament and then they fully make sense in the New Testament. God's principles are true. God's principles, well, they, 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 they unfold as you begin to understand. What's true in the Old Testament is true in the New Testament by revelation. I wanna explain this to you. In the Old Testament, the Levitical system, they would sacrifice, all right, to the Lord. And what God did is he told the people, the Israelis, here's what he did, the Hebrews, he says, I want you to classify things of things that are unclean and things that are clean. Now, here's the deal. A lamb is in the clean category, all right? And when you have a firstborn lamb, all right, here's what I want you to do. I want you to sacrifice not the second, not the third, but I want you to actually take the firstborn lamb and I want you to sacrifice that to me. It's clean. But here's another categories of animals. It's called donkeys. Now donkeys are not in the clean category. They're actually in the what? Say it, the unclean category. Now, if you have a firstborn donkey, that's what we just read. 
If you have a firstborn donkey, you don't sacrifice the firstborn donkey because they're unclean. As a matter of fact, if you have a, if you have a firstborn donkey, you've got to sacrifice an additional, watch this, firstborn lamb. Why is that? Because this firstborn lamb needs to be sacrificed in order to redeem the unclean donkey. In other words, the firstborn donkey cannot, watch this, bless the rest. It's got to be the firstborn lamb that must be sacrificed on behalf of the unclean animals. Oh, pastor, where are you going with this? So the clean must be sacrificed to redeem the rest. In other words, the, the clean must be given first to redeem the unclean. Now, let's talk about this, how this applies to you and I. When you and I were born, all right, into this earth, question, were we born clean or unclean according to the Bible? The Bible says what? Unclean. We believe in original sin. I mean, you, know, you don't have to teach your child how to be selfish. Isn't that right? I mean, they just, you don't have to teach that. Why? Because there's that, you, you begin to see it very early, the emergence of the Adamic nature, right? So when we're born, we were born into the earth unclean. That's where a lot of people get it wrong. They think, well, you know, Christianity, uh, you know, I just, well, pastor, it's a new year. I want to try a little bit harder this year. I want to do, as a matter of fact, I'm going to do some self-renovation programs. I mean, no, 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 no. Christianity is not about us pulling up our bootstraps. It's not about us turning over a new leaf. It's not about us trying harder. No, no, no. You got to understand, the unclean cannot redeem itself. It takes the firstborn clean. Who is the only person that was ever born from a womb that did not have original sin? What was his name? Come on. Can everybody say it? Jesus. He was born. Everybody say it. Clean. So it takes the firstborn clean to be sacrificed in order to redeem the unclean. You and I. Did y'all see that? Did y'all see that? <clears throat> By the way, I think this is such an important aspect that people don't understand. <laughs> when you sacrifice the clean, can I tell you something? When you sacrifice the clean, it's so powerful how it redeems the rest. By the way, when you and I, when you and I, when you and I were fighting God, can I tell you something? You know what God was doing? God was pursuing us. God didn't wait until we changed and then he received us. He saved us when we were called an enemy of God. Just remember that. The Bible says in Romans chapter five, verse eight, this is important. While we were sinners, Christ died for us. In other words, in other words, while we were mocking him and spitting on him and nailing him to the cross, he was dying for us. In other words, God didn't wait to see if we would change before he gave Jesus. Ready for this? He gave Jesus in faith. Did you see that? Now let me tell you where a lot of people confuse tithing. They think tithing's about giving 10%. Well, it is about 10%, but it's not just any 10%. It's actually giving the first 10%. Why is that important, Pastor Steve? Because the second 10% and the third 10% and the fourth 10%. Matter of fact, the guy that's got the lambs, he does, listen, notice the Bible doesn't say, listen, when you have 10 lambs, 
Just whatever one looks the scraggliest, give it to me. He doesn't do that, right? Why? Because it doesn't take any faith. Why does he say, why does he say, why did God tell the Hebrews when you have the first one? Everyone say the first one. Why did he say the first one? Because when you give the first one, it takes faith to give that to God. Because guess what? There's no guarantee there's going to be a what? A second one. Did you see that? A lot of people miss the whole principle of tithing. They think tithing is just giving 10% of your income to God, like it's a bill to pay. No, tithing is giving your first 10%. That would, that's what releases the faith to bless the rest. It's not about 10%. It's the first 10%. That's what releases the faith. That's what puts God number one. That's what says, God, I trust you. I'm going to give you my first and my best because I believe you're going to redeem and bless the rest. Oh, man, people, you got to see this. You have got, you've got it. This is a change in your heart. When you begin, it's a change in your mind. So we give it in faith. God gave that, listen, God gave Jesus in faith. Listen, not when, 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 it's like, well, okay, are these people really gonna turn towards me? That's how some people tithe. If I tithe, is God really, gonna, you gotta give it first. It's the first, why? It puts you in a position acknowledging God is the creator in my life. He is my provider and I trust God. He is the king of my heart. Yeah. It's not just 10%, it's, it's the first 10%. The Hebrew word tithe actually means 10th. It's the Hebrew word masar. And there's something that happens in the heart of a believer when they understand the principle of the first. Number one, everybody said the firstborn belongs to God. When we give it first, it redeems the rest. The first 10th redeems the rest. All right, number two, the first fruits are God's. We began by saying that our firstborn must be dedicated or given to the Lord. In addition to the firstborn, we also see in Scripture the principle of the first fruits of the land. Again, we see the principle of the first. It's all over the Bible. It's all over the Bible. It's kind of like if you're going shopping for a car. I'm going to go buy a Honda Accord. My gosh, by the time you get there, like, I don't want to get a Honda Accord. Everybody in the whole world drives a Honda Accord. The reason why that is is because you're auto-focusing. You're now focusing on it. When you begin to see this all through the Bible, you're going to see it. The first, the first, the first. Why? Because God's the creator, and he wants us to put him, say it, first. First fruits. Firstborn belongs to God. The first fruits belong to God. Look, Exodus chapter 23, verse 19. The first of the first fruits of your land you shall bring into the house of the Lord. One of the questions I often get is, Pastor, you know, where should I tithe or give my first fruits? By the way, the word tithing and first fruits, it's synonymous terms. Now, remember what I taught you guys last week, over and above offerings? Everybody say over and above. <clears throat> now this begins to make sense. Over and above what? Over and above the tithe. You gotta understand that. One of the questions I get, Pastor, where should I give my, my first fruits? Well, what does the Bible say? The Bible says the first of the first fruits of your land you shall bring into the what? Say it, the house of the Lord. It's a place that you're fed spiritually. That's what the Bible says. Now, pastor, where does, I love this missionary and they're amazing. Uh, awesome. You should give to them. That's called an offering. That's called over and above. And what about the poor? The Bible talks a lot about the poor. We should give to the poor. That's called offerings. I give to the poor. Our church, we should, all of us, but those are not your tithe. It is over and above. Everybody say it. Offerings. The tithe goes to a place that you're fed spiritually. Your local church. Malachi chapter 3, verse 10 says, bring all the tithes. Here it is. Into the storehouse. That's the place that you're fed. 
that there may be food in my house. And try me now. And this said, the Lord of hosts, if I'll not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you such blessing, there'll not be room enough to receive it. And I want to go on record as saying this. We don't believe the blessing of God at Church of the King is just related to our finances. It includes that, but it includes much more. It's peace of mind, peace of heart, the anointing of God, the favor of God. How many of y'all want the blessing of God in every area of your life, including your resources? Every area. All of us know some people that are super rich. They don't have peace in their soul. They're not blessed. It includes it when we become a biblical tithe and we understand walking in covenant with God. By the way, I'm sure your mom or your dad told you this when you were little. Don't test the Lord. You guys ever heard that? Don't test the Lord. You better not test the Lord. Your mom, if she told you to not test the Lord, she's 99.9% correct. But there's one area where God says, test me. One area. He says, you bring the tithe to me and you watch what I'll do in your life. You know, I have an older brother. I've told you the story for, I have an older brother and you know, the role of the older brother is try to get your younger brother to do crazy things. And so he would just, ah, Steve, you're not going to do that. Oh yeah, I'll do it. And all of his friends are two and a half years old. I'll do it. You know, we dare you to do it, Steve. But if he would up the ante and say to me, he would what? Come on, say it. He would double. If you double dog dare somebody, don't you double dog dare a younger brother. Can I have a witness in God's head? Don't you do that. I can't even say some of the things I did, lest I inspire some of our young people to do things. But anyway, so just fun stuff, but, but, but not smart. Anyway, do you know the Hebrew language is that strong? God says, I double dog dare you to invite me into your finances and you watch what I'll do. I'm the creator, and I'm the first. Everybody say, God must be first. Come on, say it. Yeah. Pastor, what do you tithe on? Proverbs 3, verse 9 and 10 says, Honor the Lord with your possessions and with the first fruits of all of your increase. You tithe on your increase. Salary, bonuses, whatever comes to you. Whatever you, you have a $200,000 house, you sell it for $225,000, you made $25,000. What is your tithe? $2,500. Whatever is your increase, the first 10, boom, it belongs to God. Now, I know what some of you think, well, Pastor, oh, geez, man, I mean, I'm, it was easier for me to give early and tithe, but now it's, it reminds me of a story. I had a guy come up to me one time. He goes, Pastor, pray for me. I said, why do you want to pray? He goes, because when I win the lottery, I'm going to give a million dollars to the church. I said, really? So you're going to give a million off a of 10, if you're going to win $10 million, is that what you're going to do? Oh, yeah. He goes, I said, if you don't give a dollar out of 10, you're not going to give a million out of a 10 million? Are you kidding me? It reminds me of the story of Peter Marshall, who was the chaplain of the Senate. And he was a great man. He was a pastor. And, and he tells a story about this guy that came up to me. He goes, he goes Pastor, when he was pastor in church, he goes, Pastor, I got to tell you. He says, uh, <clears throat> he says, I'm struggling. I used to make $40,000 a year, he said. He says, I would give $4,000 to God. Every, I would just, it would just be no problem. He goes, Pastor, I make $500,000 a year. So I'm writing a 50000 That's just too big. I got a real problem. I got like a challenge. Pastor Marshall is a very wise man. He says, let's, 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 let's do this. Let's, let's ask the Lord what we should do. Huh? Should we do that? Okay. Let's just kneel down. So he just said, Lord, I, this man is really struggling right now, God. And I'm just asking God right now, Lord, Lord, I'm asking that you would just reduce this man's income back down to the place that he can just tithe. <laughs> The guy goes, don't do that. 
Listen to me closely. If you won't give one dollar off a tent, you don't ever wait. to. It's a hard issue. That's why I love the young people in our church, young business women and men. They get saved in this church at Grown Up, and they always put God first, and God's blessed them. It's not even a negotiation. It's God is first in our life. How many of y'all are grateful that God is first? Come on, are y'all with me? People miss this. It's not just about 10%. It's the first tenth. Pastor, are you just making this up? It's all over the Bible. The firstborn belong to God. The first fruits belong to God. Deuteronomy chapter 14, verse 23. The purpose, I can't get it any clearer than this. All right, remember, tithing is not about generosity. Generosity is what we give to people. Tithing is what we give to God. It's a, and it's a lordship issue. Let me tell you what tithing does. Let me read this scripture. Oh man, this is so clear. Tithing. Here it is. You're going to get it, some of you. For the first time, you're going to see it. Deuteronomy chapter 14, verse 23. The purpose of tithing is to teach you always to put God, everybody say it, first in your life. Let me tell you what tithing does. Here it is. Remember, there's only two gods, Jesus or money. Here's what tithing does. Money always wants, and it's not about how much you make. It's not. This is about who's your Lord, who's your source. Here's what tithing does. Money always tries to creep up to be your Lord. What tithing does is it lances that and it makes, listen, it makes money serve you rather than you serving money. In other words, tithing keeps money in proper perspective in your life. It keeps it off the throne of your heart and it keeps you in your hands to be able to be generous and help others. Does that make sense? We've got to see the power of this. I'm almost finished. You guys remember the Old Testament, the children of Israel were going through the wilderness and they came into the promised land. Do you guys remember the first city, the first city that they conquered? Anybody know? Just shout it out loud. What's the first city? It's the city of Jericho. Thank you. You don't really know your Bible. But anyway, it should have been louder. Everybody said, Jericho, pastor. That really made me feel good. <clears throat> it should be, Jer- it's Jericho. Okay, you guys, you guys remember? You guys remember? They came up to the city of Jericho. God told him something. Here's what he said. Joshua chapter six, verse 19. But all the silver and gold and the vessels of bronze and iron are consecrated to the Lord. They shall come into the treasury of the Lord. He said, bring all. Everyone say all. Wait a minute, pastor. You just spent 30 minutes telling us that God wants 10% and now they're saying all. Do you, why is it that God said he wanted all from the city of Jericho? Anybody know? I'll tell you why. It was the first city they conquered. Because he knew that if they gave him everything from that first city, then they would have faith to walk with God and conquer the second city and the third city. Oh, by the way, there was a guy who didn't believe that. His name was Achan. So Achan went into that first city and just took a little bit and he took a little bit and he took a little bit here. And God called him out. Yeah, he got called out all right. Achan did. Why, why did he get called out? Well, he got called out because he, he didn't obey the Lord. And by the way, the same, don't miss this, the same gold and silver that God called, it was consecrated to the Lord. God said when Achan took it, it became cursed. Both C words. When we tithe, our resources are consecrated to the Lord. I don't want, my, I don't want anything in my bank account cursed. I want it consecrated. There's a both C word. I want it consecrated to God. Oh, wow, pastor, ooh, this is, this is heavy. Well, another question is people, well, pastor, tithing's under the law. No, no, it's not. You don't know your Bible. The tithing is a principle. It started way before the law, 430 years before the law. I'll give you this one last thing. There's a, there's a story in the Old Testament between Cain and Abel. Y'all remember that? 
First sibling rivalry. Do you know where the first sibling rivalry came through and came over? It came over the principle of first fruits. God told Cain and Abel to do something. Watch what happens. Remember, the firstborn belongs to God. The first fruits belong to God. Why, pastor? Because when you put God first, it releases faith. It's not just 10%. It's the first 10. Why? Because it releases, it's trust in God. God is the creator. How can the God of the universe be second, third, or fourth? Genesis chapter four, verse three. Watch this. Here it is. In the process of time, it came to pass that Cain brought an offering of the fruit of the ground to the Lord. Abel also brought of the firstborn of his flock and of his vat. And the Lord respected Abel in his offering, but he did not respect Cain in his. Verse three, in the process of time. I never really understood that story. I thought, God, what's the deal here? And then I began to realize, as a matter of fact, God came up and was very kind to him and says, Cain, what's wrong? Why is your countenance falling? What's going on, Cain? And the reality is, is here's what Cain did. One was raising livestock. One was a farmer. Here's what Cain did. Cain said, in the process of time, I'm going to make sure that everything's taken care of. I'm going to make sure in the process. And then I'm going to make sure to tip the Lord. Here's what Abel did. Abel gave the firstborn to God. When we give our first, it's a sign of our faith in God that we trust the Lord and it brings blessing. And I, I read this for years. I thought, oh my gosh, this is about putting God first. Everybody say the firstborn belongs to God. Everybody say the first fruits belong to God. My last point, the tithe is God's and it must be first. It's holy to God. Say, Pastor, how did you make the tithe into this clean analogy? The Bible does. Leviticus chapter 27, 30, and all the tithe of the land, <clears throat> whether the seed of the land or the fruit of the tree, it is the Lord's. It is, oh, here it is. It is holy to the Lord. It's clean. And when we give that to the Lord, guess what? Guess what? Guess what? It blesses the unclean. The rest. It releases something in our heart. Pastor, when do I, when do I tithe? Whenever resources come into our lives. Do you know every time resource, every time money comes to you, it's a test. It's a test. It's a test. Is God number one or is he number two, three, four, five? Matter of fact, I was born in late 60s and I remember this in the 70s. They don't have this anymore. They don't have this, by the way. But how many of y'all remember this? Y'all remember this? I need everybody. I need everybody at all of our campuses. I got two minutes. Stay with me. How many of y'all remember this? Okay, you ready? Here it is. Here it is. Here it is. On TV. Ready? Beep. Okay, what's the voice afterwards? What's the thing? This is a what? Say it. A test. And then afterwards it says something. Now, if you don't know what I'm talking about, you're not 51. <laughs> Do you know every time, every time money comes into your hands, increase comes, here's what heaven does. Beep! It's a test. Come on. Make me number one. I'm telling you, I'll bless your life. I'll resource your life. There'll be joy. There'll be peace. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. I'm number one. Oh, wow, pastor. Do you understand that God cannot be number two? He can't be number three. He's number one. Wow, Pastor Steve, I never realized the firstborn belongs to God, the first fruits. Now I see it's the first temper said that redeems all the rest. By the way, I'd rather have, I'd, I'd rather have 90% of my money blessed than 100% without the blessing. How about you guys? I, I would. I'll close with this. Now, let me give you, 
my heart, if there was no blessing attached to tithing, if God told me to do it, I would do it. You want to know why I'd do it? Because I've not always been a Christian. Matter of fact, some of you guys have heard the story. I got saved when I was in college. I was a very, I was a heathen. My mom would tell me that all the time. You're a heathen. And I got to tell you this, I wasn't always a Christian. Matter of fact, when you have people in church, people in church will say, well, you know, Steve, oh gosh, you know, this is for you. I'm 51. I got saved when I was 19. They'll still say, I can't believe you're saved. I'm like, I think it's stuck. It's been 30 something years. But you got to understand, I was unclean. I was an angry, bitter, unclean kid. And I couldn't save myself, I couldn't change myself. I couldn't restore myself because I was unclean. But I needed someone who was clean to die on a cross for me, to shed his blood for me, to redeem me because I couldn't redeem myself. And I'm going to tell you, I'm so grateful to God for salvation. I know what it was like. I know the hopelessness in my heart. I know the fear in my life. I'm so grateful every day. My life's not perfect. I have challenges. Of course, you guys, I tell you about them all the time. But I'm grateful that I've been washed in the blood of Christ. I'm grateful that I'm going to heaven. I'm grateful for the peace of God in my heart. I'm grateful that I'm secure in the hands of Almighty God. I'm grateful that the unclean Steve was redeemed by the clean Jesus. And I belong to God. Belong to God. And I'm grateful to God what he did. There was no blessing to the tither I would give, but I thank God there is. Question, where are you with God? Where are you with God? Have you admitted that you're unclean and that you need someone to clean you? His name is Jesus. I'm going to ask everybody to bow their heads at all of our campuses. I'm going to pray with you and let you go in just a moment. We're finishing up our series. I'll start a new series next week on winning over worry, but I, I just thought it'd be appropriate. I, I want to finish this series. If you are if you're not sure where you are in your relationship with God, you're not sure you're, you're right with God, please stop trying to save yourself. Please stop trying to just renovate yourself and surrender yourself to the clean. His name is Jesus. He'll wash you. He'll cleanse you. And he's the one that makes you new. My question is this, at all of our campuses and those that are joining us online, do you know Christ? Do you know that you know if you die today that you're ready to stand before God. Here's what I'm going to do at the count of three at all of our campuses. I'm just going to ask for a show of hands. Pastor, pray for me. I need Christ. I need the blood of the clean one, the blood of Jesus who washed me and cleansed. I need his blood to cleanse me. I'm unclean. If you say, Pastor, I need Christ. If that's you, the count of three, I want you to lift your hand. You're not at peace with God. One, two, three. Quickly, hold your hand up high. God bless you, ma'am. Anybody else? Pastor, pray for me. God bless you, ma'am. Anybody else? Pastor Steve, pray for me. I need Christ. I'm not sure about my relationship with God. God bless you, honey. God bless you, sir, right there. Anybody else? Pastor Steve, pray for me. I need Christ. God bless you, ma'am. God bless you. I believe the Lord brought you here today. Anybody else? Pastor Steve, pray for me. I need Christ. God bless you, sir. God bless you, sir. I saw you when I was worshiping today. God bless you. God's going to do something in your heart today, sir. God bless you. Anybody else, pastor, pray for me. You recognizing that you're unclean and you need Jesus, the clean one, to wash you and cleanse you of your sin. Let's pray together, church. Let's pray with those that are trusting Jesus right now. It's the most powerful prayer they'll ever pray. Come on, let's pray together. Say, dear Jesus, everybody, dear Jesus, I come to you today, a sinner in need of a savior. 
Say, Jesus, I repent of my sin. I let go of my past and I turn to you. I turn to the cross. Say, Jesus, wash me with your blood. Give me a new heart, a new life, a new reason to live. I want you to say this. Say, Jesus, I take my life and I put it in your hands. Let me pray. Father, I thank you for the sealing work of the Holy Spirit and the word of the living God taking root deep in the hearts of your people. In Jesus' name. I want everybody to look at me at all of our campuses. Those that are online, let your hosts know. If you prayed and trusted Christ, there's a card. It's called My Decision. I'm going to ask you to fill it out. Here's what's cool now. On the way out of our sanctuary, there's buckets where people put their tithes and offerings. They put guest cards. By the way, all of our guest cards go. But if you made a decision to trust Christ, you can place that in there. I'd love to send you a letter talking about what it means to serve the Lord on a daily basis. All right? I'm going to ask everybody to stand. How many of y'all enjoyed that today? Come on, was faith put in your heart? God must be first. When you leave today, God must be first. Every area of our lives. Lord, we love you, Nani. I'm going to ask our prayer team to come forward right now. Anybody that needs prayer, we're here for you as well. Father, bless your people as they go forth this day. May the grace of God be upon them. Lord, keep us as a people. Even as we finish this series and go into a new series next week, let us never forget the thought that you must be first. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. I pray a blessing over your people in the mighty name of Jesus. Everybody said? Let's give the Lord a hand clap. Can we do that? If you guys need prayer, we're here for you. God bless you. We love you. We'll see you next week. Wow, what an incredible message. You know, each week I'm challenged and encouraged as I grow my walk with God and really learn to trust Him more and more by putting Him first in all the areas of my life. And I hope you're doing the same thing as well. We really do. And we want to say thank you so much for joining us today. We pray you have a great week. And if you need anything, we're here for you. You can always email us at online at churchofthekingcom We'll see you next week.